everyone. Hello. And welcome to episode 91 of the D&D Music Factory podcast. I am David. And I'm Dan. And Dan, tell everybody what we will be breaking down today. So due to recent events, as many of you uh, listeners in the Northeast will know, as of re-recording this on June 28th, so as you may know, this, it has been raining cats and dogs every goddamn day after for the last... Feels like feels yeah. like a month, but yeah. it's been like one week solid, maybe. Yeah, and it and that was after it didn't rain for like a month and a half. Yeah, and like everything died and was turning brown, and then yeah. we got that super fun um, smoke storm down from the Canadian wildfires yeah. that kept everybody indoors for a week, and then it rained for yeah. a week and a half. It's almost like the things we're doing are causing some sort of change in the climates. Hmm. We'll have to look into that. I bet yeah. there's nobody talking about that. No, there definitely isn't. Yeah, that's interesting. And there's definitely nobody that's taken anyone talking about it cereal. Even though it's a super cereal It's topic. super cereal. Super cereal. Excelsior. <laughs> um, whoosh. What are you, he's yeah. making his own whoosh noises. So it's good. Amazing. Um, yeah, so this is our... We're doing our top 10 songs about the weather. Yeah. About uh, what it's... you know. Whether it be hot, cold, weather, dry, wet. Um, yeah, the weather outside is weather. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we wanted to, a lot of people feel inspired by it. Whether it be good, bad, yeah. whether it be literal, like some songs that I chose, or metaphorical, like some other songs I chose. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I had, to, I had to find ones that I was like, it started, I thought I was going to find tons. And then I was really like, oh, it's just, like I, I didn't I didn't find a ton of them that I was really? like that I was really interested in. So I had the exact opposite problem. I had a real dilly of a pickle with this one because <laughs> I was like narrowing things down up until you showed up, basically. Wow, yeah. Um and it's a lot of like it, it's not I've noticed that it's not as common now. There's a yeah. lot more older songs about weather. And there's a lot there's a lot more now from even just going through my collections and other saved albums and stuff. A lot of like just bullshit one word songs that like mm-hmm. the song's called Close. You're like, oh god damn it. Yeah. Like I think too, like pop music just lost most substance I, and like the metaphors think, that people had to use to compare something to weather, like doesn't really exist anymore. I, just, I think there's less songwriters making albums. That too. So like if it's a oh, like I wrote twelve songs. And this one's about being cooped up in my apartment because it was raining. Or this one's mm-hmm. about how hot it is to live on this block in New York in the summertime. Right. Like, that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. No, because it's not like every that. song is crafted by 22 people. Mm-hmm. And, you know. The same 22 well, people. you're writing this song about your block in, you know, in Harlem in New York City. And I don't know if people in Topeka are going to relate to that. So <clears throat> why don't we write it about how hot it is on the street or write a song about, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's definitely, I I don't know what changed, but uh, it's definitely not as common, um, for sure. But um, we did find some newer things, uh, so it's not completely devoid of songs from the last couple or ten years. But yeah, it's definitely, definitely seems like something that's sort of kind of faded away, and I don't really know why. Um, other than for the, you know, us shitting on music industry reasons we just gave. But um, there's a lot of a lot of songs I like a lot. I don't know how many of these songs I would say are my favorite song. My number one definitely is a song that I 
listen to very regularly. But a lot of them I just I really really like, but I I don't know. It's it, it, you'll find out I guess as we go through them. But there's there's yeah. a lot of really good music in here and some low-hanging fruit for sure. But uh, you know, that doesn't mean that they're not worth talking about. And something too that I um try to do with my list was not if there was something obvious go for an artist that we haven't talked about before um yeah just because you know there's like nine credence clearwater revival songs not that we've talked about them a ton but like there's like 14 songs about the rain uh, that they have um and same with bob dylan he's got a bunch of songs about the weather but we talk about bob dylan every other episode so that just didn't feel necessary to me absolutely yeah that's where that was what my struggle was basically was like Mm -hmm. songs of like yeah hard rain's gonna fall like i know we all know next (laughs) like Mm -hmm. you know or like oh i'll write i'll do hurricane Eh, it's not really about a hurricane. Right. Yeah. You know I mean? like, yeah. It's about a guy who was named Hurricane. Right. A little different. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, a roundabout way. It's like when we did the colors one and we were saying, like, you know, uh, using, like, blackout. That doesn't mean, like, yeah. it means blacking out from being drunk. Or, like, like, this song Orange is about the fruit, not about the color. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Orange. Or uh, orange, as they say in Baltimore. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so what what kind of B-sides did you have? What just missed the cut since we're kind of skirting around that already? So just missed the cut for me. Um, I'm going to say uh, It's a Beautiful Morning by... I have it as the Wipeouts. I don't know if that's who originally sang it, but that's who I have. Also, um, what's it called? I left off Here Comes the Sun by the Beatles. Yeah. A song about sunrise, but I mean, we could talk all day about the Beatles. Yeah. Especially we could probably talk all day just about Abbey Road. Yep. Um, Hard Rain's Gonna Fall, we mentioned with that. Uh, the Rain, Super Dupa Fly by Missy Elliott. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I was like, oh, the name. It's the first one that came up when I was like, oh, songs about weather. Let me pick one. I was like, oh, that's right, The Rain. Because we were talking about it at work the other day. And then I was like, eh, it's not really about rain. <laughs> it's, yeah. You know, it's, it's about, yeah. it just has the sample in it right. of I Can't Stand the Rain. But I mean, it is always fun to beep, beep, who got the keys to the Jeep. <laughs> it is fun that's always fun uh, yeah prayers for rain by the cure um, oh i didn't want to put that in because i was mad because i didn't go and see them and after talking about it on this podcast i'm pretty sure i know and i didn't go and oh, that's well, where we're at that happens um wild is the wind by nina simone oh um, nice yeah a bit of a deeper cut that i yeah. was like oh this would have been fun uh Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head by B.J. Thomas. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, what a classic. <laughs> I mean, it's just great. Like, especially, you know, how far he made it into radio success with the name Blowjob Thomas. It's yeah. just incredible. <laughs> also, uh, that was written for Butch Casting the Sundance Kid, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, Even though it's like the weirdest scene in the movie. But. Oh, dude. Thunder by Imagine Dragons. Oh, get the fuck Maybe out of here. Maybe the worst song ever, that but like song, hilarious. I hate that band. Lightning and the Thunder. Thunder, the, the Thunder. It's just. The lyrics are incredible. I, and it's just one of those like stupid, lowest common denom- denominator songs where the lyrics are basically just like, I didn't think I could do it, and then I did it. Lightning yep. in the thunder, and I just, I, I, I just fucking hate that band so much. There's never been a more lame band, in my opinion. That's pretty funny. And then, uh, I'll say this uh, for my last B side. It was gonna be in my count, but I switched it last second. Last second being thirty seconds ago because I realized what I didn't have on here. 
So my last B-side is Lovely Day by Bill Withers. Oh. Um, because I forgot what I missed, and it is one that I absolutely cannot not have on here. Okay. Dave, what do you got up for us at our B-sides? <laughs> little inside baseball for any of you listening at home that aren't privy to the screens we're holding up to each other's faces. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, so I put Thunderstruck by ACDC on here. I think just because I'm a dad now, I feel like I'm supposed to like this. You have to. Also, but a great just, drinking game. Yeah, I just, I, I can't fucking do it, man. His voice is so, so bad in that song. I prefer Bon Scott era ACDC always i just to uh, brian jones sure uh yeah i don't it just doesn't ACDC do it for was, me there's i'm very picky with the acdc i like it's very and same and this one like I, his voice just it's just a struggle um just don't enjoy it uh i had colors from colors of the wind from the pocahontas soundtrack fuck that's a great pull um Fool in the Rain by Led Zeppelin. I feel like that's probably a song that most diehard Led Zeppelin fans will shit on me for liking for. Oh, but yeah. That's also a B-side that I didn't include because I used it for drums is uh, When the Levee Breaks. Just a song about flooding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I think Fool in the Rain is actually pretty good. Um, yeah. Sunshine Superman by Donovan. I Wish It Would Rain by Temptations. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hurricane by Miss Mister. Uh, obviously, we talked about the Bob Dylan and Creedence songs already. I Need a Forest Fire by James Blake and Bonnie Vare. Rain by SWV. Set Fire to the Rain by Adele. And then the, the one that just missed for me, um, Dust in the Wind by Kansas. I literally just talked about Kansas last episode, so it just didn't it, – it was too much Kansas. And nobody even, nobody wants that much Kansas. Even if you live in Kansas, you don't want that much of it. Do you, you want less? <laughs> Dust in the Wind is so – like whenever I think of that song, A, it's great. Mm -hmm. uh, but B, I always think of the episode of King of the Hill. I think it's after Hank's dad dies. Okay, spoiler or, like, alert. One of their friends dies. I'm just kidding. And Boomhauer is just like riffing on mortality. Interesting. And just like, dang, oh, here today, man, gone tomorrow, you know, dust in the wind, man, dang. So good. And just like, dang, dang, dust in the wind, man. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. like how his speech ends. So good. And I always think of it now when I hear that song come on. Dang, dust in the wind, man. So good. And they're like, thank you, Boomhauer. Yeah, that was <laughs> like, beautiful. After he says it. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, that was, I'm lying. That's not the one that just missed. So a couple others that I've already used, Walking on Sunshine by Katrina and the Waves, Steal My Sunshine by Len. That probably would have been number one. Oh, yeah. Um, your number one, which is in my section of B-sides of songs we used. Turns out that's wrong. Um, Purple Rain by Prince. Ride the Lightning by Metallica. We literally just spent a whole episode on them, so I couldn't do that. Uh, no Rain by Blind Melon. November Rain, Guns N' Roses. And then the one that just missed, It's Raining Men by The Weather Girls. I mean... Hallelujah. It's such a great... That Maybe the best sentence in, in the history of the world. Um, there's also like a lyric in there where they're like, the forecast says it's raining men, and I'm just going to go outside and let myself get wet. <laughs> I'd never noticed that before. I don't know if they meant to, for that to be like what it actually means or if they just thought that that was like they didn't get it. But like if if the rain is men, then I'm going outside to get soaked. And you're right. Like, yeah. But uh, like I'm thinking about something else. But whatever. That's, you know, use your imagination. Um, cool. That's it. All right, Dan. Let's head over to your number five pick. OK, number five for me is I believe my most recent song on this selection. 
Um, and maybe the most recent song we have in this playlist. It comes to us from the year 2020 of the album The Great Dismal by Nothing. The song is called April Haha. Uh, if you don't know the band Nothing, they're a Philadelphia band that are kind of a alternative slash shoegaze artist, um, which has always been a genre that I'm very much interested in, always. Um, very ethereal vocals and lead lines. You know, everybody just has an MXR carbon copy. It's like, you know, let's just do this, man. Just space out that analog echo as long as you can. And, you know, single note lead lines mixed with walls of reverb and distortion. There's nothing I could love more. It's yeah. great. Um, you know, blow your fucking eardrums out with the most melodic and peaceful sounding music that no one's rocking out to at all. It's, it's fucking great. Um, so this song is... I guess it's like semi this is probably a semi uh, uh, <laughs> it's giving me a semi um, hey, it's, it's like, but it's like the first one that's like that's not quite literal but also is somewhat where the lyrics are very much about you know uh, about the time of season and like the rebirth the spring the turning things over the second chance but then at the end in the what I would consider like the bridge or chorus um, just keeps to uh, hitting this resounding phrase of isn't it strange watching people trying to outrun rain of like I almost feel like this is a person sitting in their apartment watching a bunch of like people getting out of like nightclubs trying to find cabs when it's pouring but also simultaneously like you know this this new spring and new change is coming mm-hmm. and then you you're watching people try to resist it yeah and that's also really interesting why would you not want this rebirth why would you want to stay the way you are it's it's a like a you know a, i struggle like i'm struggling to find the, the right phrase for it but like it's something that you you want because it's a month that's supposed to bring like us who live in the northeast or anywhere where it's cold and changes april's the month where you're like it's finally getting warm baseball's yeah. back but it's also but the, it's also the rain month. the rainy month, so it kind of keeps the temperatures down. It doesn't actually get warm, but you know, April showers bring May flowers. But it, that's obviously easier to say than it is to live through for a whole month when it's just like forty-eight and rainy the whole time. It's just still not really happy. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I love when when everything cuts out and it's just the voice drums and guitar yeah like the tone that the guitar takes here mm-hmm. of just like it's clearly like all all neck pickup on like mm-hmm. a Stratocaster and you're like it's great fucking tone though I like it very much yeah um, I'm, I'm enjoying it so with that Dave uh, I don't really have too much else to say nothing great band uh, yeah they're fantastic they're from the area uh, live can be a mixed bag just cause it's shoegaze um, but also like a good amount of lineup changes. Yeah, definitely a good amount of lineup changes. I thought this record was a real big return to form, though. Where I so like uh, they had the first record, the the um, Guilty of Everything, and then Tired of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. which I also really dug. And then they did that that Dance on the Blacktop, which uh, a divisive record if if ever there was one amongst their fan base. And then this Great Dismal came out, and I was worried when they released the album cover. Because it's very strange. Yeah. Much in the way that the previous record was a very strange album cover. That one was definitely with the, more like, latex strange. woman yeah. mask. But this, I was like, 
I'm not sure about this. And then I heard the first single and I was like, oh, I'm very excited yeah. for this. Oh, and yeah. This song has become a staple in this band's music for me. I This this is up there on my Rushmore of nothing songs. I think it's brilliant. Nice. So that, Dave, what do you got up for us at number five? All right. Up at number five for me is Rocky Like a Hurricane by Scorpions. Fuck yeah. Dude, this song rocks so fucking hard. It's also just like the most overtly sexual song that an 80s rock band maybe ever wrote, um, <laughs> which is hilarious. It's obviously not a, really about a hurricane. Uh, most of my songs aren't necessarily about the weather as much as they are just in the title, but I don't care. Like, it's a, it, it's just a fucking great track, and I have a, a really fun story behind it. So for those of you who don't know, Scorpions are actually from Germany. Um, they are German. They are the most successful German rock band probably still to this day. More um, successful than Rammstein? Probably. Well, I guess that depends on your interpretation of what the word rock means. So I think like... <laughs> okay, I guess so. Like, I, don't, you, I don't could, know. I mean, they're, they were huge, dude. Scorpions They were, were very, very massive. I and don't I, know if Rammstein was ever that big. I don't know. They're For their world, they're huge. But I don't know if people would call them a metal band. or You know what I mean? Like, like would somebody say yeah. that like... Or, or, that's... If we're talking about not something extra hard, I guess you could say Rammstein is. But uh, either way, they were very, very successful. And they even, by their own admission, struggled in Germany at the beginning because there were no German rock bands. Nobody there was playing rock music. So yeah. it was weird. Um, when, the, when they were out, it would have been... Craftwork would have been big at that point. I don't know. I don't know if they late, were ever that late big. Late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, I don't know how big they ever were. But yeah, I, th- I just think that it was more like disco and... Oh, yeah. Uh, like yeah. more like, um, you know, that, that kind like of music. to come to disco tech? Right. It, it, that was... <laughs> and, and still is, to be fair. Like most European countries, you would think of more as like EDM and yeah, electronic EDM and music type. Yeah, yeah, like that's much bigger for them, so... Um, definitely, you know, struggles in the beginning, but, uh, you know, they, they were massive here and in the UK and, and obviously everybody knows this song. So, um, my favorite part about this song was, I don't remember what hurricane it was, but years ago, it was one of the big ones that hit us up here in the Northeast and we were doing a fantasy baseball draft. We were, I was probably like 25, 26, maybe somewhere around there. So probably like 10 ish years ago. And me and a bunch of our friends were doing a fantasy football draft during the hurricane. And if some, there was something that happened, and if you did this, it would trigger our friend John to play this song. And you would take a shot of Hurricane, and they would spin you around in an office chair. Oh, uh, dude, like a Hurricane 40? Yeah. No, no, no. The, there was the another drink. drink. It was like the mixed drink. Yeah, okay. So we would take a shot of that. While the song played, and everyone would spin you around in the chair for like a minute. Um, and then that was fun. And then the storm got really intense, and we were just like being irresponsible drunks um, and decided to do something we dubbed the Weatherman's Challenge. And it we was. stand out and give a weather report in the hurricane? No, it was just who could stand outside in the hurricane in their underwear the longest was basically what we got to. It was about four in the morning. Um, we were passing around a bottle of tequila and pickle juice. 
uh, uh, because we were gotta stay hydrated. Really heat, smart, and uh, sure enough. So the Eagles beat the Heat. Sure enough, the, the cops Pickle came. Juice. Yeah. Sure enough. <laughs> As we're all standing I was outside, like, what the fuck is happening? In our underwear, and our friend Lisa, who's like bundled up in a sweatsuit, is like holding all of our clothes and the tequila, while we all stood in the rain and screamed. And they were like, are you okay, miss? And she's like, uh, believe it or not, yeah, I am used to this now. Um, and so, yeah, it was just a really fun night. Um, you know, nothing like getting the cops called on you while you're outside in a hurricane in your underwear. While you spent the entire night listening to Scorpions. Sounds like a great night. It was pretty, pretty legendary. Almost as legendary as this song. Um, so, yeah, shout out to everyone who was there, uh, if you're listening. Um, let's do it again. All right, Dan. What is up for you at number four? All right, number four for me comes to us. Uh, this is, I think, my most literal song in my selections. Um, but this song is called also About the Rain. You may notice a running theme. That's because when I was like, hey, let's do things about weather, the only fucking weather I've experienced for the last two weeks Amazing. has been rain. So there's a bit of a theme here. Uh, this song is by Bishop Allen. It's called Rain. Of their album The Broken String in 2007. Uh, this is a band, if you don't know them, they're from Brooklyn. And they are the classic Brooklyn band where the two main members met where they were going to school at Harvard. And it's named after the street that they lived on, which was called Bishop Allen Drive. A typical Brooklyn band uh Brooklyn band story there are two insanely rich wealthy people that moved to Brooklyn and started a band but this record is great I think every song on here is fantastic and the lyrics for this are really fun of just it almost sounds like uh it reminds me of like sitting in like a cozy a cozy room and watching the rain like it's not a uh it's not like very like it's not very melodramatic it's kind of a, a joyful, upbeat tune of just, uh, you know, you're, you're sitting there watching the rain. And then it ends with the great phrase of, uh, let the rain fall down and uh, let it wash away. Because if it's ever going to get any better, it's got to get worse for a day. And I'm like, that's fucking great, man. Like, it's just a, a great look at everything and about, oh, well, tomorrow will be nice. So, yeah, it's okay. Um, really fun. There's like... Uh, there's a, a fish. There's like maracas. It's great, man. It's just very fun. Uh, the guitars are very subdued. Just a fun little tune. Yeah, um, absolutely. And so I had to put it on here. It's one that when it's raining and I'm driving, I always try to put this song on because I'm just like, oh, it's me. I'm in a good mood, which is rare because usually I put songs on that make me want to like either, you know, go off the next bridge or smash into the car in front of me. Yeah, especially if you're on 76. That's like a big time. Dude, you see that video that got released today from someone that was driving over 95 as it collapsed? Oh, no. Dude, it looks like a scene from fucking Terminator. Oh, God. It's ridiculous. It's so cool. They weren't hurt, so they were okay. Okay, okay good. But it's literally good, good, good. like they can see the flames on either side, and then they drive over, and they pan back through the windshield, and you just see a wall of flames Holy come up. shit. As the bridge collapsed and the fire underneath took up. It's excellent. All right. Oh, also, there's, like, fucking xylophone on here. Of course there is. Um, so, with that, Dave, what do you got up for us at number four? All right. Up at number four for me is The Rain, The Park, and Other Things by The Cow Sills. 
Now, this one is a lot more about the actual weather. Um, so the Calzils are a band of all siblings. There's like nine of them that like at some point, like six were all in the band at the same time. Wow. And they were just like real like, Osmond style. Basically. Shit, huh? yeah, yeah. The same kind of thing. Um, Those are creepy Mormons. Yeah, big time. Yeah, dude, we we watched that. <laughs> oh yeah, big time. Well, because we just watched that special about that fucking family. Dude, I haven't family watched it yet. Everybody told me I should. At, yeah, on Amazon, the Duggars, right? Yeah, yeah. Who like the dude's like his oldest son is like in jail for child pornography, yeah. and he's still trying to run for office. Yeah. And in Arkansas right now, you've been molesting your sisters. You should go build a house. Right. That's your punishment. It was insane. And and he's like, he. <laughs> I didn't mean to get off topic with this, but he literally said if. Donald Trump was still president, he wouldn't be in trouble. It's like, no, that's not how that works, but nice try, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> like, yeah. um, but Donald, anyway. Donald Trump supports touching girls. Yes. Like... Well, that's that's accurate. Um, so, <laughs> this band is, uh, they're from Rhode Island. Uh, that's where they grew up, and um, this song peaked at number two on the Billboard Hot 100 behind Daydream Believer by the Monkees. So oh, shit. that's both how long ago it came out and how big it was at the time because that's like one of the biggest songs ever. Yeah, man. And this is too. I mean, they don't really have a ton else that I'm familiar with. I think there's one other song of theirs that I've liked. Um, but this one's definitely the, the one that has most staying power. Oh, I remember my stepdad used to think the song was I Love the Donna Girl. Oh. And I remember my mom about turning to him and going like, it's I Love the Flower Girl. Yeah. And he was like, no. Right? No, no. It is. it's Flower Girl. <laughs> like, and yeah, and so the lyrics for this are about him watching a girl in the rain, the Flower Girl in the rain, and then at the end she disappears. And he's wondering if she was ever actually there when the sun came out, or by the time the sun comes out. Um, but he doesn't care. He still just enjoyed watching her. And it's a little creepy, but I feel like that's like, <laughs> for like somebody who lived, grew up in like the 40s, like all you could do was watch people out the window or play with like the single ball that was yeah. in the neighborhood. The electricity didn't turn on until far. Yeah, right. So like, well, it's not like program. they didn't really have a whole lot to do. So yeah. I can't really blame somebody for staring out the, movies, the window. People. Movies used to cost a nickel. Take your father all week to earn that much money. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was just watching something. They were talking about the transatlantic accent. Oh yeah. And they're all just like making fun of it. They're like, "What kind of like, what kind of posh asshole do you have to be to adopt something?" Has get to be you know, Audrey Hepburn or those Cary uh, Grant or somebody yeah. like that. Yeah. Cary Grant is who I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, so uh, my f- fondest memory of this song is its use in Dumb and Dumber, when Lloyd has the flashback of Mary and yes, then she, and then her and, tits her headlights. Yeah, at first he like <laughs> lifts up her dress and shows her butt, and then yeah, he's doing like he's making the jokes and everyone's dying laughing, and then he just he like tells everybody to wait a minute and then pulls his legs up and farts into it. Yeah, it does it does a lighter. blue angel. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so good. And then fights the uh, the waiter at the yes, restaurant. Yes, and rips his heart out. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> puts it in the doggy bag. Yeah. Fuck, I forgot about that. Oh, the movie's amazing. Every um, every scene of that movie is yes, good. Yes, perfect. Yeah. Every line, every scene, every everything's perfect. Um, all right. And actually, like, an underrated soundtrack, too. Like, there's there's some real bangers on there. Uh, all right, Dan, take us over to your number three pick. All right, number three for me is one of my all-time favorite songs that mentions weather ever, um, which I guess a lot of these are, but this is – this, I think, is – really really great and a song that i think all of you will enjoy this is only happy when it rains by garbage i fucking love this band. this band is so fucking good it's absolutely insane uh this record is the self-titled album the debut came out in 95 
Um, this band was formed in 1993 in Madison, Wisconsin, which is insane because Shirley Manson is from Scotland. And basically, they made a band and were like, we're looking for a singer. And she was like, I'll be your singer. And that was that. Yeah. Um, the band consists of Shirley Manson, their singer, uh, Duke Erickson, Steve Marker, and Butch fucking Vig on drums, which is crazy. Yeah. Like, Butch Vig, if you don't know, is a producer. He's produced a couple little records you may have heard of, like Nevermind, Siamese, Dream, Goo, uh, Chase This Light, Black Crosses, 21st Century Breakdown by Green Day, AFI Sing the Sorrow. I mean, he's... He's a gigantic Chase This Light by Jimmy World. Yeah. He's he's he's, a, he's, he's a big old name. Big yeah. old name in music production and is amazing, man. Um the lyrics for this song are like they're a great like non-literal tongue in cheek just about how all the 90s alt songs are always so like mopey and like melodramatic. And she's and Shirley was just like is this just so goofy and silly? Like why is every song a sad song? And so she was like, fuck that. I'll write a sad song. And I love that that's her criticism, especially because, like, Garbage doesn't have happy songs. Like, they're all, like, angry, depressed, sad tunes. There's no Garbage song that's, like, everything's great, everything's wonderful. Not that I've ever heard. No. Um, It's one of their absolute most enduring songs. Uh, It's been covered by Metallica, which is hilarious. And then also was featured on Guitar Hero 5. And was like all over television in the 90s. Um, was on Homicide Life on the Streets, precursor to NYPD Blue, as well as The X Files. And then in 2019, was in the Captain Marvel soundtrack for that movie uh, that I guess was supposed to have started and taken place in the 90s. So they're like, oh, we need a great 90s soundtrack. And whoever was in charge there was like, I know the best song. And they threw this on there. That's I awesome. Mean, it's so like, it's it's just like the the guitar is only like lead, and it's just this big thick bass like fuzz that runs most of the song. It's just brilliant, man. And it's almost a breakbeat, like so it doesn't even sound. It's just crazy. This song's awesome. Yeah, it is, dude. This band's awesome too. This is this is a band everybody should remember from the 90s but doesn't get talked about in the same light as a and lot surely, of contemporaries and Shirley Manson was like every every man in America's like alt girl fantasy yeah with like the boots and the dress and the like the red bright orange hair yeah. I mean just absolutely amazing man uh, so Dave with that what do you got up for us at number three all right, up at number three for me is Fire and Rain by James Taylor. Maybe the smoothest, smoothest man on earth. I see fire. Looks I like see everybody's dad. Um, just like bald with long hair, like full skullet. Just like, <laughs> I guess not at this point in his career. But like, just like a goofy looking guy, but with like the smoothest, silkiest voice that's yeah. ever Anthony existed. Edwards, I'll, Anthony Davis eyebrows. Anthony yeah, Edwards. Anthony Edwards. <laughs> From Blackish. <laughs> Yeah, different guy. Um, yeah, I mean, J- this song is beautiful like every James Taylor song is. Um, he's just, he's one of the most incredible American songwriters of all time. Like, you know, it's, obviously it's like, 
weird to think about and like something that like your grandma also likes, but like he it's worth it. In it's because your case. grandma knows something. Yeah, exactly. She's seen some shit and she knows how good James Taylor actually is. So um Not every song has to be an intense you know what I mean, punch in the face. Right. Sometimes it's nice to just sometimes it's nice to uh I don't know. I don't know what I was gonna do. That's okay. just sometimes. Sometimes little... creamy peanut butter is nice too. Yeah, you, yeah. Someone you just need to be lulled to sleep by a by a great, great little ditty sometimes. So, um, my favorite uh, use of this song is uh, in The Simpsons. Um, they Homer goes to space with Buzz Aldrin and some I forget the other guy's name. Um, and the, Homer breaks the ant thing and like everything starts going to shit. So they get. Uh, James Taylor to sing to them at NASA headquarters and he starts he does like a couple different versions of like uh, of, of other songs as well and then when he starts singing some of the lyrics to this song he says sweet dreams and flying machines in pieces on the ground and then you see him kind of like pause and realize what he just said to the guys going through a catastrophe in space uh, it's classic um, also just like one of the best Simpsons episodes because it was supposed to be Barney and then they give him non-alcoholic champagne, and he like reverts back to himself. Yeah, it's so it's it's a classic. Um, yeah, I mean, like this isn't one that really needs like it's very different from what we talked about before. I don't think we've ever mentioned James Taylor on here. Um, the dude's just a, a, a singer songwriter, top five all time. You know what I mean? Like he's he's one of the best to ever do what he he does in this genre and and he was he was with married to carly simon right uh yeah i think so he always reminds me of you've you've also seen shorzy right i haven't he, seen shorzy yet i've uh, obviously seen a bunch of um letter kenny but no not not shorzy he, he keeps telling the one guy like i thought you would have been one of the ugliest fuckers i've ever seen in my life but then you took carly simon out on a date so you mustn't be <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those like well, that's not always true because there's been some ugly motherfuckers. Oh, there, to very there definitely beautiful. have, but just a very funny like. Like, I thought you might have been one of the ugliest people I ever saw, but then I saw that you were on a date with so and so, and if she's going out with you, you mustn't be that fucking ugly. Yeah, well, it's like Julia Roberts being married to fucking uh, what's his name? Lyle Lovett. Lyle Lovett. Yeah. Did you ever see? Oh, when, that like movie? at the peak that of she's out her. of my league. Yes. And they're saying the artist exception to that rule. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's and a good movie. He's like, well, what about uh? It's a good movie, but Stephen it... Hawking and his his aide. He's like, are you kidding me? He's the fucking master of time and space. <laughs> <laughs> that's a. It's hard to argue with that. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, this person, this person, this. One. He's like, he's a singer. He's a great artist. There's yeah. there's an exception. Yeah. The master of time and fucking space. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan. What do you have up for us with your number two pick? Uh, number two. I was looking for the perfect place to use this song. And I'm so it. glad that I found it. This is When the Sun Hits from Slow Dive. If you don't know and love this song, we can't be friends. Yeah, it's perfect. This is a perfect song on a perfect record. It's the best song on a perfect record. Yeah. It's like, like what could what more could you ask for? I talked about this album uh, before previously with the, the song Allison that's mm-hmm. also on this. Yep. But So I don't want to go into too much like background. Or anything. Um, just know that the record, according to Wikipedia, is named after a Jerky Boys sketch. Yep. That can't be true at all. 
Um, I, I, it's still funny to think that that's it's the one of those. Case. It can't be true, and simultaneously, I sort of it has it to, to be, be true. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it literally hits the phrase. Um, as it hits the uh, the phrase, uh, "Sweet thing, I want you." Burn so fast it scares me. Uh, mind game, don't lose me. Uh, come so far, don't lose me. It matters where you are, and everything just boom. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's, it's everything I want. There's sleigh bells. There's delayed guitars. There's drums. There's more distorted guitars and bass, and it sounds like even strings in the back. Like it's, uh, it's. I could bathe in this song. Like, it does feel like a good, a good shower. It. It's just like. It, it feels like a literal wave crashing into you. But, like, if that wave was made of marshmallow and allowed you to float in it. Like, it's just, it's like, this song is a hug. It's a literal hug. It is, yeah. It yeah. just makes me feel warm and fuzzy and safe. And it's everything I could have ever wanted. Uh, Rachel Goswell and Neil Halstead are the two uh, main singers for this group. Um, and Neil pretty much as this record came out, basically became their lead songwriter and started writing most of their songs by himself. Mm -hmm. um, and this is the one that um, he considers himself most proud of. I mean, this is crazy. I can see why. It's my favorite song of theirs. My, the best thing is that when this record came out, pretty tepid reviews. People weren't crazy about it. They thought that this, this sound was dumb. Yeah. And they didn't get it. And then later, you know, if you go back now and see like the you know, the Pitchfork best records of all time or stuff like that. It's always in the top 25 because right. it's like... Yeah, because of what yeah what it meant to everything after too. And and yeah, I can totally see this not being appreciated. It's, like it's so many other good records we've talked about. Yeah. Like It's crazy. This is always the one and two. People are like, what are the best shoegaze records? It's Loveless and Suvlaki. Yeah. Are always the two that are like, you could interchange them depending who you're asking. Like this is, I think, a much more melodic record. And doesn't have some of the edge that MBV has, but of course. Yeah. I feel like it also is a much more cohesive, stole, like total album. Yeah. But fuck, man, this song I don't disagree is. Disagree with any of that. This this is the you know, if I had to put the ultimate tag team together, it would be this and Only Shallow. Mm -hmm. Would be the two songs the two. that you're like. It's also like uh, if you if somebody never listened to music before or just only listened to country music or something like yeah. They like, never heard anything like, like this. I'm not familiar what shoegaze is. This would be. It to this me? is how you would introduce them. The, both those records too, yeah, for sure. It's like the subdued vocals, the wall of sound, the yeah. the difference in intensity, like up and down. It's just how everybody sounds like they're barely just whispering into the mic, muttering to themselves. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's one of my favorite songs of all time too. Kit couldn't love it more. Yeah. Literally couldn't. Uh, so with that, Dave, what do you got up for us at number two? All right. Up at number two for uh, me is Lightning Crashes by Live. Um, Fuck yes. I don't know how everybody thinks about this song or this band, but I fucking love this song. I always have ever since I was a kid. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just not a band we've ever talked about. Um, didn't know that I ever would on here, but uh, I'm happy to be doing so now. So this is just one of those like... 
we were talking about it earlier. Like the '90s had just like a darkness to the songs in There's pop a, music. A lot of stuff that you're like, this would never work Mm-mm. in the decade before or the decade after. No, the '80s had nothing like this, mm-hmm. and if they did, it wasn't popular. And it's stuff we talk about now as yeah. being like, how could nobody like this? Yeah, it's these like, well, lyrics in the '80s would have had to be like censored probably yeah Yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably like they wouldn't have been cool with it um and at the same time like people coked up in you know pinstripe suits didn't want to hear this song you know on their way to the club um and yeah in the 2000s like it was like i don't know everyone just we survived y2k and then everyone just got straight into like fucking party mode yeah Um, everything was limp biscuit and and fun yeah like limp biscuit yeah so um, the meaning behind the song, um, they, they have even admitted that it's, it's really been misinterpreted, uh, mostly because of the, of the music video, um, not entirely different from what they were going for, but, um, the, there's a, it, the, the lead singer indicated that he wrote this song about a high school friend, uh, whose name was Barbara Lewis, who ended up unfortunately being killed by a drunk driver. Um, and then he wrote the song, um, inspired by that. And basically, it's about, you know, this, like, the circle of, like, a new life coming into the world as another one leaves it. Like, um, you know, and, and for that, he, you know, he always had it being more in, like, a medical setting and not a house like it was in the video. Um, so a quote from him is, uh, quote, while the clip is shot at home, uh, it, and this is in reference to the music video, I envisioned it taking place in a hospital where all these simultaneous deaths and births are going on. One family mourning the loss of a woman while a screaming baby emerges from a young mother in another room. Nobody's dying in the act of childbirth, as some viewers think. What you're seeing is actually a happy ending based on the kind of transference of life. End quote. Which is, you know, an interesting way to look at the world and what a lot of um, spiritual people how they view this stuff. Um, I even I even always thought of it as from the non-spiritual side of like the idea the the lightning flashes is the the energy transference. You know what I mean? Right, the idea yeah. that nothing's created or destroyed. So it's like the the life transfers from one to the other. From sky to earth, essentially. Yeah. Or, like it or comes even out from, of the sky and hits the ground. Or it's from that woman to this baby. Exactly, yeah. Like it's mm-hmm. the two. It's like yeah, there's the that's... flash and now there's new life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, cool. Yeah, and I think that that's a, a very good metaphor um, for how he's was feeling in the situation or, or what was inspiring him to do. And you know, it's just a it's a beautiful, powerful song with um, you know some some edge to it as it picks up and and really kicks in. One of the best uses of a phaser on a guitar probably ever. The intro, yeah. the way he plays the chords. I think definitely one of the best. Uh, one of the best voices of this decade. Yeah, I think way underrated. Like the For fact sure. that he doesn't get considered in the vein of like Eddie Vedder and uh, Chris Cornell is a huge shame. Um, and maybe it's because they really only they didn't have as big of a presence. But like, fuck, man, he was so good. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why either. And, and it wasn't just a growly like Yarrow voice, like a. Like a uh, what's her name was uh, fuck what's her name, Shimmer was like fuel. fuel. Yeah, fuel. You know I mean, like he had a real pure, actual singing voice. Yeah, that's gorgeous, and he can do 
subtle, and then when he gets up there, it's it's even better. Yeah, and and this uh, his name is Ed Kowalczyk, I think is how you say that. Yep. I'm not Polish, uh, yeah. so I have no idea what C's, Z's, Y's, and K's do together. But that's on you know, I, I, it's just it's, it's just nine a guess. letters, nine letters, nine one consonants vowel. in a row. <laughs> um, so yeah, you're right. He just he seems like one of those people that ha- that is classically trained in his vocals and singing abilities and also happened to write a bunch of incredible music too i i think chris cornell is of all of them the one that deserves the most respect Mm -hmm. that's my opinion eddie vetter i could take or leave his voice i i happen to like a good amount of pearl jam stuff but anytime somebody says they can't do it because of his vocals, I can totally see why. Yeah, it's one of those you're like, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I have. It's like you know, it's like having a taste for a food that other people don't like. It's like, listen, like I happen to like my food that spicy. You don't have to, or, but I do. Know, someone's yeah. like, oh, I don't like saffron, and you're like, well, then yeah, you're not gonna like paella, right? Yeah, it's, it's like, fucking well, loaded, and that's it. what it's that's what it's signature about it. Yeah, and that's what defines it. Yeah, I think it's probably the fact that they weren't as big of a band long term and that, you know, they didn't really transition into the next decades the same way the other two bands did. That's, I guess, um, yeah, that's very fair. But I mean, did Soundgarden transfer into the 2000s? No, but Audio Slave did. Yeah, that's fair. And that's they why did. people yeah. still think about him and talk about him in the way they did. You're and then, very right. And then obviously, right. you know, him taking his own life, um, you know, adds more yeah. to his legacy, as shitty as that is to say. Mm. That's just the way it is. Yeah, it just puts a big cap on the end of the book. Right, like, oh, yeah. Shit. Um, and I think, honestly, I think Pearl Jam had a lull, and then there was a lot of people our age who just, that just became almost like their, like, classic rock band. That, like, yeah. they would go, everyone went to see live. And they're still doing well. It's kind of like Foo Fighters. Like, they're still doing fine. Mm-hmm. Despite not putting out... Or even Weezer. Who, yeah, you know, who we should talk about. Some people are like, their, yeah. their music's bad now, and I don't like it. At but all, I'll, but, but I'll it's still like, go to see the hits. They're still, dude. They fucking sold out the fucking what's it called? I don't know if they played because the rain, but uh, they sold out the the Man Center Amphitheater. Yeah, and it's not the place is massive. Yeah, yes, it is. Um, but yeah, so I don't know what everyone's thoughts are on the live and this song, but I've always loved it. Also, they're from York, Pennsylvania. Did not know that they have a song called Shit Town. And it's about, that's York, about Pennsylvania. York, Pennsylvania. Interesting. Yeah, lo- local boys, local bros. I did not know that. I just assumed they were from New York. I don't know why. No reason at all. <laughs> all right, Dan. What do you have up for us with your number one pick? My number one, as you were listening earlier, you heard, is the only one to feature actual weather on the record. Whether simulated or sampled, I'm not sure. It also ends it. But it ends it as well. That's <laughs> the sharpest end to a song I've ever heard. This is Raining Blood by fucking Slayer. Fuck yeah, it is. This is... The best song mentioning weather <laughs> to me. Yeah, I mean, it's the most important. This is it. 1986 is the release of Rain in Blood. October 7th, 86 on Def Jam Records, which is hilarious. hilarious. So funny. Um, produced by Rick Rubin. Also funny. And the best metal riff? I'd throw it oh. out there. I'd say it. Yeah. I'd say it. It's the best metal riff. Especially, especially that that harmony coming in on like the yeah. sixth. So it's that dissonant yeah. triad. You're like, fuck, that's cool. Like, fuck, that's cool. That's yeah. so good. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to say anything else because this is kind of like the beginning of it. So like, saying any like, a, 
I happen to be a huge fan of Bullet Ride by In Flames and all the guitarists on that song are pretty partial to. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know how you could argue, how you could say it's not. It's one of those like if you're if you're a metal guitar player and you can't at least hit the opening riff of this song. Yeah. Good luck be- with the rest. It becomes but yeah. like, what are you doing? You like, could do the breakdown too, maybe. And the the rest is palm mute. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah, but it's it, fast. As it fuck. is fast as fuck. Yeah. But it's like. You know, if you can't hit a, it's like yeah, put your sell your guitar. Yeah, sell your guitar. Oh, dude, the the chorus riff, the it's it's unbelievable. So this song is about raining blood. It is it is literally it is literally about exactly that, which is the best thing. Um. Um, awaiting the hours of reprisal, your time slips away, and then just da 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 da. It's absolutely excellent. Uh, the first breakdown probably ever. Yeah, it's it's pretty re- it's pretty early. Yeah, it uh, it does precede um, it precedes one. So yeah. I mean it's there. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, dude, and then, like, the, the riff coming, fitting over top of it. Raining blood from a lacerated sky, bleeding its horror, creating my structure. Now I shall rain blood. I mean, metal lyrics are the best thing ever. Yeah, they are. Like, <laughs> they really are just like... And Slayer lyrics are on a whole other level. It's insane, like, how literally, like, it's just... Just put all the saddest, most fucked up words in the shortest amount of sentences you could possibly it's, make it's absolutely awesome and then just like and also, have it make no sense and then like the song is like a full-on like dude like the the record they're also like oh yeah we also have a song on here about joseph mangola you're like, like what, what the fuck is going on like <laughs> this is the greatest thing ever um it's it's just absolutely excellent um so rick rubin according to some people uh believe that rubin is the person that drew faster songs out of the band and was like, I want these songs. They play him riffs and go double time. Yeah. That he was the one that wanted them thrashier and faster and more intense, which is the coolest thing ever. Um, I saw, the end of this song is so jarring to me. It's like the middle of a riff and then just boom. And they said, Car- they said, Carrie King, when they got to the record said, wow, this is fucking insane. You can hear everything. He said, it's not just that we're playing fast. It's that it's so clear. I don't know how you did this. And I guess Rick Rubin was the first person to sync people up to a click track with Pro Tools. I'm not sure. No, because Rick's big. He's big on tape recording. So I don't know how he did it. But it's brilliant to get something this tight on tape with. With bass, three guitar players. Yeah. Is nuts. Um, It's absolutely nuts. And that fast. It's just unheard of and you know fucking slayer rules dude yeah, so get more into it dave what do you got up for us at number one all right well it's not as intense as what we just heard my number one pick is crying lightning by the arctic monkeys um easily my favorite song um with weather about in the name um about it weather adjacent in, i would say uh in its meaning but uh it's got lightning in the title, so fuck count. <laughs> um, and the Arctic Monkeys being one of my all-time favorite bands. Um, I think this is probably the record from them I know the least. Really? Humbug? Yeah. This is number three. So this is like um, 
when they started changing slightly. I mean, it's still very guitar-driven and um, has the same kind of band style, but it's slower and less. Like, the first two records are just like a whirlwind. It's yeah. just fast. It's like There's a lot rock. of strumming. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot more guitar. This is the first one where they kind of like let the bass breathe a little bit, step back and like you know take a playoff. Yeah, um, the voice is more more centered. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's probably due to him maturing as both a songwriter and a singer and less wordy too. Yeah. I mean, it's not yeah. As... And he sounds a lot tap, less tap, 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 British. Tap, tap, tap. Yeah. On yeah. it too. Um, I think this is the most impressive song he both sings and plays guitar on. When this second verse hits, first of all, the guitar riffs are absolutely incredible. It's just like dissonant and weird the whole time. He's playing the as he sings. The other guitar player is doing the sliding guitar. Yeah, that's, that's almost nothing. He's doing all of the work and heavy lifting for this and singing. A completely different rhythm over top of it, which is incredible. It's he is, he's awesome. Like Alex Turner is one of the most impressive people playing music currently. I, I still think his music now is weird and loungy and just not what I thought it was going to be. Um, but that doesn't take away from how much I fucking loved this record when it came out and this song specifically. This is my this is the third single off it, but. I didn't. I, when this came out, it wasn't like, what's the single? It was just like, I'm listening to the whole thing front to finish and picking my favorite. And this was the, this was my favorite the whole time. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not long. It's just perfect. Like, it's just the best of this band, in my opinion. I, I think it's before they got too produced, so there's still a lot of guitar stuff happening. It has a fucking quick but pretty gnarly like, solo with all the bands. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it still has all the attitude that you you know you at leading up to this. That's kind of what most of the band's sound was was you know punky, garagey in a way, and and now it's more spaced. But they still just with the like dissonance of this riff, just are able to create this just very tense tone to the song. Um, I just love it, man. Yeah, the riff's almost like carnival. Like yes, it's, it's really which is funny because for the single for this, not for the actual album cover, but the single is like a mirrored image of a girl on like balancing on a ball like in a carnival essentially okay. yeah, yeah so that's funny that you said that um but yeah i just love it and it's and talking about guitar tone just just this like sweet spot between clean and overdriven that they're doing with these yeah. chords is just oh. like almost like do you have an do you have an overdrive or just a really loud amp basically yeah yeah or i think i think it might be a little boost i don't know i don't i, I can't say for sure but my gut says yeah. there's a little boost happening in there, but maybe not. I don't know. I'm just thinking like a like a just a high watt cranked. Yeah, or something. Or, like, or an AC30 or like, something. Yeah. yeah. Like she'll break up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, do you need any overdrive? She'll break up. Yeah, she'll get you. She'll get you there. All right, this is a fun one. Um, like I said, definitely had a little bit of uh, trouble narrowing it down, but I am very pumped with the list we both put out. Some some pretty diverse. Uh, artists and songs we and artists we haven't gotten a chance to talk about, so that was pretty fun. Yeah, I enjoy it. Not that that's true for Arctic Monkeys, but we did keep Bob Dylan out of this one. So yeah, yeah, there keep you go. Him out. Yeah, stay out of here, Bob. Especially since the last time we talked about him was good, uh, bad songs by good artists. Uh, <laughs> he probably does. The only time he's made the show. 
Bob for Dylan us to discuss his bad his bad songs. No, dude, we've talked about him like five times. Yeah, we have. Yeah. he's been on. Here a lot. He's been on here a bunch. He's got a lot of songs. Yeah, that's yeah. When you write six hundred, yeah. uh, some are going to make a list. When you, when you own three percent of all songs made. Yeah, exactly. All right, so this yeah, this is really fun. Hopefully, you enjoyed it too. Uh, there's definitely a lot that we didn't think of um, and didn't get a chance to talk about today. So. Hit us up on social media and let us know what your favorites are. Um, and don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app so that when the episodes are released, uh, just in case we're at work and can't post about them, uh, you can find out. Um, you know, because it'll give you a nice little alert if you uh, know how to set those up for yourself because alerts are kind of key. Dan, tell everyone where they can find us. All right. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram under at D&D Music Factory. That's the letter D, the letter N, and the letter D again, followed by Music Factory. Uh, you can find me personally at, at LukewarmSteveAustin on Instagram and D.